Hello and welcome to the Get French Football News Show. I'm Adam White and I'm joined by Eric Devin and Jeremy Smith to talk through the latest round of Ligan action. It was another great weekend of Ligan football. Uh, in midweek, we had Nice against Marseille, the rearranged game from August uh, now after the uh, after the, the mass brawl that saw that came cancelled and rearranged and played in Troyes randomly behind closed doors. It finished one each. Uh, the weekend's fixtures got underway with Paris Saint-Germain coming from behind to beat Lille on Friday night. Saturday saw Metz and Saint-Etienne draw one each and Lyon beat Lens in the evening 2-1. Sunday got underway with another comeback win, this time for Nice over Angers twice. Andy Delors got them back in the game and rounded off uh, a brilliant comeback, actually, in the final minute with a brilliant volley uh, from the edge of the area. The multiplex on Sunday afternoon saw Bordeaux come from behind to beat Reims 3-2. Montpellier beat Nantes 2-0. Strasbourg battered Lorient 4-0. Havid Diallo with two goals there. And Troyes and Rennes played out a two-ball draw. So later that uh, afternoon, Brest beat Monaco 2-0. And Clermont and Marseille rounded off the weekend. Marseille winning 1-0. Cengiz under with the goal. Um, we're going to start with, with uh, Brest-Monaco, I think, because that, that, that's, that sort of uh, stood out for me uh, this weekend. Um, I really enjoyed this game. I thought Brest, first win of the season, um, played really well, deserved the win. Monaco a bit lackluster, struggled to get into the game. Um, but uh, Eric, how did you see this one? Yeah, I thought, like you said, I, think, I thought Monaco were good value for their, their win. I think that, or sorry, that Brest were good value for their win, obviously. Um, I think that obviously we know, you know, Michel de Zakarian is a bit of a chameleonic character as a manager. I think that if we, we cast our mind back to say uh, the early part of the part of last decade, and he was in charge at not those teams were very prosaic, very up and down. You think about the likes of um, Sissoko and Vigno as, as the, these fullbacks who would get up and down and whip in crosses. And um, yeah, he, you wouldn't think of Dershakarian as being this inventive, creative, attack-minded manager. But then we saw an evolution of his style over, over time at, at Montpellier, using the talents of Laborde and, um, and uh, Delore. And I think that, you know, with the, the pieces he has in place at Brest, that was sort of the what people expected here. Now, you know, Brest have scored in every match this season. Uh, only team in the league to do that. It's a pretty cool stat. Um, but I think that they've, they have struggled a little bit at the back. I think that there've been some fitness issues, both in, in defensive midfield. Um, and I, I think in defense, they, the, they've had, uh, some injury issues with both with Pierre Gabriel, uh, with Sharon Um, they signed a, a new goalkeeper, uh, late, late on, uh, Marco Pizzo. Um, so I think that as the defense has sort of settled down, um, they've been, <clears throat> they've struggled, struggled a bit at times, but I think that. You know, now that they're starting to get the team back together, they've got uh, Errol, they've got um, Brenda Chardonnay. Um, I, I think that things are looking a little bit more solid. Um, and it was a shame to see Harrell play well and then be forced off again last night. But I, I think that there is um, more to this breast team than they've evinced over the first part of the season. Uh, I believe it was their first win. Um, but I do, I do think that based on the evidence of what we saw against, you know, a Monaco side who are, who have had a, Somewhat an inconsistent start to the season, but I, I think are you know by and large you know in the mix for Europe again as they as they would expect to be. Um, and there's a very credible performance of Brest. I think that this is um, you know sort of the the first for me time that I've seen this team of events 
a little bit having a little bit more about them than than they had in in the past. So yeah, definitely an encouraging display from Brest. And I think that um, the more this team sort of gets to grips with what life under Zajdakarian is like, um, the further away from the relegation zone they'll get. Um, I think that there's just you know in Munier you've got a, a decent aerial presence. You've got Onara, Fev, and Cardona support the Duaron as well. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's far too much about this team for them to go down. And I think that you know this win I think could be a real turning point. Uh, for them in terms of, you know, getting closer to getting further away from the relegation battle, at the very least. Yeah, definitely. I really feel like there's a more to the to Brest than, than, than we've seen so far. You're right, it was their first win in 12 games as well, drew six and, and lost five so far. And But you have to count on the Zakarian to, 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 keep, to keep Brest up or keep anyone up in league. And he's that sort of coach. I love the idea of him as a managerial chameleon as well, Eric. I think that's absolutely true. He's He's gone through so many sort of phases of the career. The difference between those um, very defensive Nantes teams and the how attacking Montpellier were is quite amazing. Um, Monaco were a bit lackluster. Um, I, I, some of the selection I from from Kovac was a bit mystifying. I don't understand John Lucas at all. I don't know why uh, he, he was signed for such a large amount of money by French terms and um, why he would start over Yusuf Fafana. Uh, obviously, they've got you know rotation to, to consider as well. Um, that that completely mystifies me um one of the worst games Oral and Tuchemeni's had in a while as well uh Kyron Henrique too who actually has the most assists of any Brazilian in the top five leagues uh, above Neymar and above uh, Pacatara as well uh in uh, this in this calendar year so uh, an important player but not not his best game either and I agree Brest should be good enough to stay up I just wanted to quickly say I, th- I thought Monaco were abject mm. I thought it was a disgraceful performance actually it was I tweeted about it midway through because I was so stunned but it was the worst set piece deliveries that I, I think I've ever seen from anyone ever just awful and the play in between wasn't much better and I, I don't know what was going on there I know Kovac seemed in a pretty bad mood himself and got booked um, relatively early on and um, for arguing about something of nothing and and maybe uh, hopefully for them it was just an off day but everything and everyone seemed out of sorts I thought it was a very very strange performance from them. Yeah, he looked he looked sort of agitated from the from the off Kovac on the sidelines, didn't he? He sort of didn't seem too happy with the sort of cold Breton uh, wind and, and in his coat sort of wrapped up. And yeah, he just seemed agitated for the whole game. To be fair to him, the first goal uh, that comes from that free kick that's given on the on the on the wing is never a free kick at all. In fact, it's a foul on on Car Henrique who's having his shirt pulled. I could be un- I can understand why he got booked arguing about that, but I agree it was uh, it was a pretty abject performance from Monaco. Um, Jez, I want two things from you. I want appreciation for this ridiculous Rabbi Kasri goal uh, and another Mets rant would be wonderful. Uh, go. <laughs> Can we give appreciation to Belia's free kick as well? Yeah, it was a great free kick as well. You can do both. You can do both. Um, it, it's a fantastic goal. I mean, it's always, you know, I think they, they said it's the goal scored from the furthest distance in the history of Ligue 1, certainly since stats began, as they say. I think it was 68 yards but um, that was just the shot. I mean, he, he picked it up from from deep inside his own area. The funny thing is that Kolos Jack has been has been given an assist <laughs> for the goal, which is which is bizarre. But yeah, a seventy odd yard lob is is fantastic and takes a great amount of skill. Whoever does it. Um, the only thing I'll say because I have to be begrudging about it is that. Kasri himself admitted that he tries it all the time and, and you know, at some point it's going to pay off and it's sort of typical of 
of of Messi's luck, arguably right now that that it pays off against them. And and as I said, Belaya just before that scored a, a really impressive uh, free kick, and um, you know no, no no one's talking about that because it was overshadowed. And frankly, it was two very poor teams who arguably the quality of their football right now was was kind of flattered by those two finishes. And I think after the after those two goals both of which came relatively early on. I think you saw two, two teams that either didn't have the confidence to, to push on for a win or the ability, or more likely they probably both realised that the most important thing was, was not to lose rather than to go ahead and win. But yeah, for Mess, it's, it's considering relatively late into last season, so into March, Mess was Mess were in sixth place and, and everything was so positive. It's amazing how everything has gone downhill so quickly in terms of form, in terms of fitness, in terms of morale. It's it's really not a good place to be at the moment. Um, I think there are some mitigating factors. There's been a lot of injuries. There's been, I suppose you can add to that sort of Nian who still hasn't come close to the form he was showing before his, his bad ligament injury early last season. Um, some players haven't yet sort of settled since they've been brought into the team. Um, Belaya and Santans, I think you're seeing a bit of a sort of hangover from the fact that both expected to to be playing for different bigger clubs this this season, and, and neither of them were picked up this summer. But also, you have to say there's been a, a huge loss of form from a lot of players. Um, and possibly, and I, I do think generally there's been a lot of bad luck. I think they're unlucky against PSG, both in terms of how they lost the match, but also certain referees calls. Even last week, two one down, but outplaying last, they they hit the woodwork, and then they have what a lot of us, completely unbiasedly, of course, think was a perfectly good goal um, disallowed, and then they capitulate. Um, even yes, even this weekend. You know, defensive mix-up from Saint-Étienne, the ball sort of rolls agonisingly against the post rather than just trickling in. And, and that kind of thing, you know, could conceivably change a season, three points from that match, and, and they could feel a little bit off and running. But the fact is they haven't won at home since... Um, I think they've only got two wins since March. I can't remember when their last home win was, but I, I know that it's a club record run of matches without a home win. Um, Antonetti is kind of increasingly turning into sort of angry Antonetti. Um, what maybe is more worrying than anything else is um, Delaine gave an interview recently and he, he's kind of said, look, you know, we play, we tried to play as a team, we work cards, blah, blah, blah. But I can't say that any of us are particularly good friends um, off the pitch, which doesn't kind of bode particularly well if you're if you're looking for a team to all sort of pull together in the same direction to 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 get out of the mess they're in. Um, they've already played the six clubs closest to them in the in the in the league. So they've only got tough matches coming up. It's not like they, you know, you can look back and say, well, to be fair to them, they played all, you know, the top six or the top 10 or something like that. That's not even the case. Um, they just don't look like scoring goals, which in the past hasn't been so critical if if they're when their defense has been tight, but Santos hasn't been quite at his best. Um, Udol's form has just completely collapsed. Delen has been in and out because of injury. Kiate's been in and out because of suspension. Bronze form has dipped. 
Um, they're really missing John Boy, which I think is relatively surprising, but I think probably it's, it's his leadership that they're missing more than anything else. Saar clearly hasn't hit the heights of, of last season, but then is probably being asked to do much more of a creative role than either he's capable of, or at least capable of right now in his career. Just nothing is working. Um, I think Antonetti is trying different things, but yeah, in terms of goal scoring, you've got Nian who's off form, De Preville who was a bit of a punt, Joseph who hasn't been given a chance and isn't fully fit yet anyway. It's the whole thing's a mess. I mean, De Preville was substituted in any case after 60 minutes, which Antonetti got a lot of stick for in a match that you think they'd be going for the win. But then he was saying that De Preville wasn't doing his defensive shift. You can argue about whether your, your striker should be even having that responsibility in a match against a team that hasn't won at all this season. I don't know. But yeah, on and off the pitch, nothing's looking great at the moment. And I I can't see how they're going to get out of this in any kind of hurry. Nice, excellent rant. That's exactly what we're after, Jez. Good, good work. Um, you're actually right. I'm glad, I'm glad Messi's tra- travels have made someone happy. <laughs> <laughs> Entertaining, at least on this podcast, if not on 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 the pitch. Um, you're actually right about the, the 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 lack of wins. It's two wins in 23 league and games since the the third, if you like, in 24. The last win was 20 the 27th of February. The other wins were beat Dijon five one and this the win against, against Brest earlier this season. Seven draws in those 23 games. So. Yeah, relegation form. Uh, uh, if you know, if you've ever, if you've ever seen it, the problem. I think the problem with Mets as well is that everybody around them is actually probably better than than they appear. I think Sinetian are better than than their results suggest, and I think, as we said, Brest are too. Rons, I don't think are. I think that they'll probably step in and they might go as well. But yeah, they 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 need they need something to change there at uh, at Mets. Um, aside, perhaps much sort of much better performing in a very similar situation recently come up from the second division small and a smallish budget probably a relatively relatively large club um but a bigger club than met a, a Lons. uh two defeats in three however eric uh they played leon uh on on what saturday night now lost 2-1 but it was a great great open game um do we see Lons maintaining this momentum and this well not necessarily momentum now they've lost two and three but this position in the top four they're currently fourth a point behind marseille two points behind nice uh, can they play? In, can they play European football next season? Do you think? One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen them five or six times this season, um, and they they have not built impressing in any of those matches. Uh, you think about the results they're getting. Again, I know they lost to Leon at the weekend, but even Leon players themselves were saying, you know, this is a match that could have gone either way after the match. Uh, Lopes was man of the match with seven saves, and some of those were really stunning. I know the goal that they did score through Kelly Muendo was a bit scuffed, but. Again, no, they were, you know, unlucky not to get a result there. Um, I think that they are, you know, showing more efficacy, more balance and attack with the incorporation of Frankowski, um, the arrival of, of David DeCosta and the continued improvement of Kelly Muendo gives them more options in attack. This is a match that they looked good in uh, without with Gal Kakuta, who was, you know, one of their better players uh, on the bench. You know, they, they have Sacred Fofana fit for a whole season, if you remember he wasn't really up and running until about this time last year. Uh, and we've seen what an incredible and influential player he is for them. Um, so you, th- you think that they're working from a deficit, if you will, last season in terms of having to play catch up with his fitness. But now that he's fully fit for the whole season, I think it makes a massive difference. Um, yeah, I think that the results they've got, again, a, a beating Monaco, beating Marseille, um, uh, you know, giving Leon, Leon all they could handle at home. Um, this is absolutely a team that, 
uh, beating Leo again, you know, who I know have had a bit of an up and down season. Um, but again, winning, winning a Derby to Nora for the first time in, in the league in quite some time, I, I don't know what the stat was, but it was, I mean, again, Lance had been in, in league Deux for some of that, but again, yeah, no, there's no question this team. And again, they weathered injuries. I mean, they, Medina has been suspended a couple of matches. Um, you know, they, they've had a, issues with injury with, with Ganago as well, who I think a, a lot people have looked at as being, you know, a bit more of an influential presence this season. Yeah, no, absolutely. Lance have been fantastic to watch every single time I've seen them. Um, they have depth, they have versatility, you know, what had been a three, four, one, two, for example, with Kakuta in a playmaking role now is more of a three, four, three. Uh, we're seeing incredible displays from Florian Satoko, who I thought, you know, I think a lot of us thought was, you know, perhaps just a target man, but we're seeing, you know, he's got some, he's got a lot of craft and technique in his locker as well. Really an ideal uh, figure to lead that line. So yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm very, very high on, on, on Lance's um, incredible start to the season placement is more than deserved. Um, you know, could, could even be higher, uh, had they had a couple, uh, things turn their way on Saturday night, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's been great fun to watch. And, you know, as you said, they are not far off second place in the league and they were there for quite some time. Um, it's such a, such a tightly congested league as well. You know, people talk about PSG dominating and that's true to some extent, although they haven't convinced in any game, including this weekend against Lille, uh, so far this season, but behind them, you know, you've got Nice in, in second on 23 points. And then looking down the table, you've got Lorient in 13th from 15. It's only eight points between them after 12 games, which is quite, quite amazing, really. Um, one team that sort of snuck up into that, that group and uh, competing and even beating teams at the more ahead of teams that we've perhaps praised a lot more this season or talked about a lot more, like Monaco, Angers, Nantes, uh, are Strasbourg. 17 points after 12 games, seventh in the league at the moment, two points behind Leon and Rennes, who've both picked up of late. Um, Jez, what's Julian Stefan done done right so far this season? It felt at the beginning of the year they were in trouble. You know, they lost that opening game to Angers and they looked a little bit disjointed. They lost a load of defenders over the summer. And although they had a very top heavy team, it was could they get Diallo, Kevin Gamero, Ludovic Ajork, and Adrian Thomas in the same team? And he's sort of rotating a bit, but he's found a formula. Um, what are your what are your position? What do you, how do you feel about Strasbourg? You think they they're, they're well away from relegation, but well into the top half now? Do you think by the end of the year? Um, I think they could, yeah, they think they could well be. I I like what what Stefan's done there. Um, as you said, it sort of took a while to adjust, but I think he's he's changed to a, a back three or a back five, and I think it really suits the team. I think um, you know they've got they can build the defense around. Um, three strong strong center backs and and for me jiku is is consistently uh we'll come to thomason but for jiku i think is one of those sort of very underrated league and players who could who could really uh, probably do a better job if he was or a good job if he if he moved to a to a bigger club um and then i think the the attacking full backs i think um Gilbert and, and Kaki or Kasi are, are made for those positions. And then I just, I, I just think they've got a, a really nice balanced midfield and attack. As you said, we, we've spoken about the, the sort of um, variety and, and options they've got in attack. Um, and obviously the fact, the fact that there's a certain number of places to, to play for mean that they're all at the top of their game. So Gamero, who's maybe not... You know, not really going to be expected to play ninety minutes week in week out anymore. Is is still doing a good job in, in his sort of cameo appearances. Azor still, 
I'm still not his biggest fan, but you can't argue with his goal scoring record. And Diallo, I think you sort of saw exactly what, what he's made of with his two goals. One of them sort of a, a very scruffy, you know, there to finish a, a sort of scruffy goalmouth scramble, but the other one a, a, a really classy finish as the ball came back to him on the edge of the area. So they've got the goal scorers there. And then behind, um, you know, the, the formation he's playing at the moment, I think plays to the strengths of a player like Thomason, who um, I think I've sort of likened him to maybe a David Platt or a Frank Lampard in the past, where he is ostensibly a midfielder, but he just has this real knack for just appearing on the edge of the area or in the area just at the right time to to put away, you know, to finish a, a nice move or, or put away a, a loose ball as, as a move maybe is about to break down. I just, I think he's an excellent player. And and even behind him, you've got Sissoko and Oulu, who's, who's gone back there. Um, Perchich, who I remember writing about years ago, who sadly hasn't hit the heights that I thought he might get to, but I think also is a, is a really classy footballer. So I think they've got a nice balanced squad. And as long as they can, can keep some of those, the spine of that team, um, fit and on form, I, I do think they could do well. I'm not sure about, um, you know, I think maybe they'll miss out on Europe, but I think they'll score enough goals to, you know, just look at their nine goals, their last two home matches, I think it is. that You know, not necessarily against the strongest opposition, but um, as long as you're you're putting the, the ball in the net, then it takes a little bit of pressure off the rest of the team. But I, not that I think that's necessary because the, the goalkeeper and defence are, are pretty strong as well. So, yeah, I just think there's nice balance all the way through the team. And maybe now that Stefan has sort of come up with this new formation with the 3-5-2 the or however you want to call it, 5 two, five, two, three, I don't know, but um, I still think to an extent, sometimes it's just where they stand for kickoff, but certainly in terms of the three centre-backs, the attacking full-backs and, and the combination of, of midfield and attack and attackers dropping, midfielders maybe overlapping, I, th- I think it's it's decent football to watch and with the men or crowd um, in full voice and, and sort of pleased to be back in the stands, I think they're in a really good place this season. Yeah, it's it's sort of really picked up. It's it's been good fun to watch, and, and they're playing they're playing decent football. And yeah, he definitely has sort of figured out the formula, Stefan, to to, to make, get the best out of this squad. You mentioned Ajok. I agree, he's definitely not the most aesthetically pleasing of, of strikers. But in 2021, he is the sixth highest scoring Frenchman in the top five leagues. Uh, he has 15 in 2021 in in all competitions, um, and he's played less than the five ahead of him, which are Griezmann, Laborde, Benyeda, Benzema, and Mbappe. Um, he's a little bit far behind. He's uh, Laborde and Griezmann have 19, Bignetta's got 23, Benzema's got 29, and Mbappe's got 34. So, quite, you know, there's a big difference, some of them. But the fact that he's, uh, you know, for, for a much worse team than the, those five are playing for, uh, it's a good, as you said, it's a, it's a very good goal record. He's a good sort of target man, and there's a lot of options there in that, that, uh, that Strasbourg um, attack. Um, looking down the rest of the league, uh, a bit of a relegation, sort of six point almost, if, if you want to use that term. For me, anyway, Eric, uh, between Bordeaux and, and Rans, I caught the end of this game uh, yesterday, um, yesterday afternoon. Uh, Bordeaux with a miraculous comeback to win to win three two, having been two 0 down. How do you see uh, Bordeaux's sort of survival chances? They're sort of sort of plodding along, and this was this felt like a bit of a turning point for them, though. 
Yeah, I, I, I think definitely. I think, you know, Bordeaux were funny because I think if you look at this team on paper, um, you've got the likes of Yassin Adli, who's rounding into form. You've got um, players who've scored goals in Liga. I mean, and Josh Maja and, and, and Huang, who's had a good start to the season. Remy Udin, I mean, going back to his time at Ras, he was you know, a fantastic player. Seems to have really lost the plot uh, since, since joining Bordeaux uh, for some reason. Um, so it, you've got, you know, experience and, and decent enough defenders, certainly of a Ligue 1 standard in, in Timothy Pembele and, and Laurent Koscielny. Um, midfield with Otavio, same thing. I, I, he's a above average midfielder in Ligue 1 for me, defensively at least. Um, so the question is, why are they here? You know, it, I think it's, it's, it's a matter of, you know, I have doubts about Pekovic. I, I, I do think that, you know, for a manager who's had so much success with Switzerland, his career previously looking at his time at Lazio, for example, his club career has been underwhelming. Um, but I think that, you know, I, th- I think that I, I liked the fight back that they showed, you know, getting, getting a home win is it's an important result for to get their fans on side. But I do kind of think there's something of, of the throwing whatever, throwing, throwing everything, throwing the kitchen sink at it and seeing what sticks. I, you know, and Breon's been, you know, persona non grata. He, he scored one goal in 24 appearances last year. I, you know, I, I think that had he not been on the length of contract that he is on, he, he probably would not have been renewed for this season. Um, but, you know, to show that character and that determination was, was great. Um, you know, I, I, I do kind of wonder that their, their buying strategy seems a little bit haphazard too. Uh, new fullbacks, uh, you know, Fran Sergio, who doesn't really seem up to it. Um, De La Rason, if I'm, sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, the, the Dutch winger. I, there doesn't seem to be a, a sense of cohesion with Bordeaux, both in terms of existing seeing track in tactical strategy. Uh, or in you know development of the playing staff. So my question would be, you know, can this team, you know, show enough fight, show enough grit, enough gumption to overcome that? Uh, up to this point, the answer had been no. I think yesterday afternoon, right? Yes, uh, that match was actually broadcast here. They managed to catch some of it, um, but there was some of that. Um, you know, I, I think we're a long way off from, uh, you know, the Bordeaux of a decade ago, Gorkouf, Shamak. As you see, you know, players like that, 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 you know, or Paul Lette going further back, there really were legends of, of, of Ligue 1. Um, but that being said, you know, I, I think that a performance like that will do a lot to get the fans on side. will do a lot to inspire the players. So maybe this could be a spark for them, but I, I do think that, you know, relegation. Yeah, maybe still, but I do think that the way that this team is assembled and what I perceive to be a lack of, of tactical analysis on the part of Petkovic is still going to hold them back ultimately. And I say hold them back, I mean, you know, not be in the, in the mix for year. If I don't see them going down, um, I, I think that there's too many issues with, with the likes of, of, of Mess and, and Saint-Etienne and, and Ras um, at, at the bottom of the table. But um, again, uh, it's, a, it's a not the greatest hand uh, that's been dealt to the, to the team in a number of ways. And I, I think that, you know, the, the specter of Lopez is, is certainly not great, great in that regard. Either. So yeah. Um, a nice result in, the, in, a, in isolation, but I do think that there are deeper problems and I, I question whether Pekovic is the type of manager who can get that done. Yeah. Not being dealt the best hand is a good way to describe it. I think um, you, you look at the squad and 
Fran Sergio is one of the worst signings uh, any club has made in Liga, and at least based on a very small sample size, he's only played five games or started five games, but he's been pretty abject in all those games. Uh, Adley's been awful since he, apart from yesterday, played very well yesterday. But apart from that, he's been pretty awful since his move to Milan was confirmed. I, I think Niang's a, a good signing up front. You know, he, he'll get goals in this league, but they haven't been able to get him fit just yet. Um, and yeah, especially Otavio as well. He, he's, he's, as you said, a great, a great league and player, but has, hasn't really looked the same since his injury. So there's a lot going on at Bordeaux that perhaps needs to be figured out. Um, they beat Rans, Jez. Um, do we trust Oscar Skier? Because this, this, this team for me, um, uh, Rans, they, they're sort of, they're getting away with a lot at the moment based on the quality of their squad. A lot of their more experienced players have been sort of marginalised or, or injured. Uh, and and and, he, and Garcia is is that to be fair, you know um, what? 12, Eleven points in twelve games is obviously isn't great at all. Uh, but you know, based on his resources, which is basically a youth team at the moment, um, he's doing an, an okay job. But do we think he's good enough to keep them up? Uh, it depends which Oscar Garcia you get, I guess. I mean, the one that, that obviously I remember relatively fondly from from his one season at Brighton um, did well with a sort of relatively limited, pretty depressed um squad that that hadn't been able to to bring any new players in so he 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 has got previous with sort of to to coin both of your phrase that you know to to work with the hammer he's been dealt but he hasn't really done much since being a brighton and has turned into a bit of a sort of journeyman coach who, who doesn't really hang around anywhere for long and certainly doesn't leave any lasting memories anywhere he goes um i think the squad that he's got is not necessarily of great, um, well, certainly because it's not a great experience, it's, it's um, I think it's a very vulnerable squad. But for example, you look at the, the front four that he started with at the weekend and Flips and Buku, Toure and Ekitike, it's it's definitely a potentially exciting squad and, and could be a, an exciting attacking team. But... That's that's my concern. I'm not sure that Garcia is capable of, of particularly becoming a, a great attacking team. And you look at their defence, um, you know, this this weekend aside, they've actually been relatively mean. Certainly, if you look at you compare them to the rest of the the bottom half of the table, um, it's it's the it's the fact that I'm not sure that um, you know that those those four talents who are just you know talent and potential at the moment it would be it would be lovely if they had a, a real attacking coach to to bring the best out of them and, and it's a shame for for Lance and for those players themselves that Garcia I don't think is is that man um and you just you look at the last three matches they've got one point from matches which on paper are all winnable against um you know way to breast home to Trois, away to Bordeaux. And in all three matches, they were leading. Um, obviously, the one at the weekend is the standout, you know, 2-0 against a, a, a team very low in confidence with only 17 minutes less, left. And to capitulate like that, I think, you know, in the same way that a, a turnaround last-minute victory could turn Bordeaux season, I feel like that could almost be the sort of nail in the coffin of, of Rance's season. It's got to be such a hit to their morale. And um, I, yeah, I do worry for them. And, and it's a shame because, like I said, I think that there's some really talented players there. And, and 
you know, whether whether it sort of hits them long term or it means that they're going to have to leave the club to, to really fulfil their potential elsewhere. Um, either way, I, 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 I think it's a, it's sad that possibly Garcia isn't the man to get the best out of them this year. Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point. And I, I definitely agree. I, I think maybe I'd be calling them a youth team. I sort of under, under sort of mind their quality because they're very good young players, as you were saying. You know, uh, Akitike is, is 19 and Buku's 19. Phipps is, is 21. Elba Lautore is 20. They're the front four that started at the weekend. So, and, and I, I like all four of those players a lot, especially um, Phipps, who's just sort of appeared out of nowhere, uh, barely in the squad at all last season. And he looks like a good, versatile attacker. Um, but it's the players that perhaps they've they've sort of been injured or perhaps even I'm not sure Garcia trusts them. Players like Ballon Barisha, who's experienced, got international experience, Arba Zanelli, who's always injured, but a quality player has he's been injured. But again, I'm not questions raised over whether he's been trusted. Matthew Cafro's been injured, but again, I don't know that he's he's in necessarily in, in too much in, in Garcia's plan. So yeah, it'd be really interesting to see when they've got everyone fit. Can he mould a, a, a sort of blend of mix of, of youth and experience to keep them up? Uh, I hope so. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of players around that I'm, I'm a fan of, and uh, yeah, they've, they've got some, they've got some quality, and, and and a very, very good academy as well. Um, that's, that's produced a lot of good, good young players over the last sort of few years. So, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. Um, that brings us to the end of the Get French Football News Show. Uh, for all the latest on French football, check out our Twitter at gffn and the website Get Football News. France. A massive thanks to Jez and to Eric. I've been Adam White. Uh, We'll see you next week. Have a good week and enjoy the football.